This is the House of Pop Culture. I am Anthony Donovan. Amy Meredith. Durwood Murray. And Joe Reese. And for the next hour or so, we'll be talking your face off about all things pop culture related. Now, tonight is a pretty cool episode because a lot of what we talk about is usually very specifically centered around TV, movies, music, etc. But tonight, we are covering a category that goes across all of pop culture. And to tell you all about what tonight's show is about, say hello to my little friend. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was an excellent segue, my friend. Thank you. Um, Horrible stereotypes? Tonight, yes. Tonight, we're going to be talking about catchphrases and movie quotes. Um, or not just movie quotes. Excellent. Catchphrases. Potent quotables, if you will. Oh, I like it. Lately, lately. Oh. Yes, it is all across the board, catchphrases and quotes. Um, when I started doing my research on this for my fun facts, um, I started thinking about what makes a good catchphrase. So boys, what makes a good catchphrase? Profanity. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yes. Uh, I think what makes a good catchphrase is... Uh, it, it's got it's got to be it's got to be like that perfect storm of uh, context and good writing and good delivery and good performance and when you capture all of that at one time you you've got a good quotable right there. When it comes to a catchphrase, I mean, it's hard for there to be a really good catchphrase because the more you say something over and over again and it just becomes forced because people are expecting to be there, the less effective it becomes and less it's diminishing returns. Um, I know so, a lot of people in the world that don't understand that concept. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I do also understand its purpose also. I mean, I think the reason that I usually am not that big a fan of catchphrases is because I watch everything. Like, I watch every episode of a show. And so I'm seeing it happen every time. Most people aren't like me. Not everybody's watching every episode of Saturday Night Live. So recurring sketches become, they don't become as old to them as quickly as they do to me. Honestly, SNL could have its own separate category. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I'd be curious to know when the last time SNL had a catchphrase out there, because I'm going to guess it's been a few years. You think? I, I do, because I just don't, I don't think they are as, I don't want to say in touch, but I don't think they are as iconic as they once were with the new material. Hmm. Also, I don't I think that's... I just it's, think I don't know if that's the nature of, of comedy nowadays, you know? Catchphrases used to be re reliable. I think in the way that we consume entertainment in general right now, I'm not sure if catchphrases are as sure a bet as they used to be, you know? We can only help. And, and, I, don't, and I don't really watch much SNL anymore, um, but um, Traitor. It's, it's, it tends to be more um, character-based, not... Catch, even though I mean, before it was character based, and the characters would have a catchphrase, the character is, is now seems more just a general shtick, and like not necessarily a catchphrase or something that's so common as a morph. But I, I think there's something to that. Yeah. They moved away from that, or they just got bad at it. Yeah, could be a little of each. Yeah, I, I think it's just the, the way the way that comedy evolves. I mean, especially with Saturday Night Live, they're always bringing in new people from. Groundling, Second City, yada, yada, yada. And I think, you know, we, we find different ways to make people laugh. And we, we, we found that there's something different than the catchphrase, you know? Maybe it becomes the forbidden thing 
or it becomes the too soon thing, uh, you know, and maybe and that's kind of the route that people go or, you know, it's, it's some other thing that people do. It seems like now a lot in that type of in sketch comedy or other kind of comedy now, it going back to like kind of more like, I would say like mid seventies, early mid seventies type stuff where it's just random is all fuck. Like mm-hmm. where the hell is that? You know, that makes, it's almost like, you know, Sam Beckett is, you know, um, writing shit, you know, it's like waiting for Godot the sketch. <laughs> Way to go highbrow on us, Joe. Um, when I was going through and pulling like the most famous quotes from movies, it's funny to me that I noticed a pattern that the majority, and I'm not saying all because some come from dramas, the majority are comedy and horror. Those are like the top two categories for quotes. I'm trying to think of a horror quote. I mean, I'm sure there's a million of them. Yeah, there are. But we're, that's what I'm we're going to need a bigger two. boat. Yeah, we're going to need you a get bigger like boat. A lot of, yeah. and, then, and then you got, I mean, but you get the horror kind of also that action because you have stuff like yeah. Terminator, like well, I'll be back. One of the things that I talk about tonight is how frequently catchphrases are misquoted. Oh, we're going to talk about that. For example, oh, yeah. and I hate, I hate to be that guy, Durwood, but the actual quote is, you're going to need a bigger boat. That's right. Well, I've never seen the movie, so get off my back. Oh, oh that's a shame. It's really good. Oh, yeah. I don't watch And we're kind of living with about- basically the mayor of Jaws running our country <laughs> in the world. So. Well, speaking of misquotes, I was going to start somewhere first, but we'll go misquotes first. Uh, the ones that are the most famous misquoted. Mm-hmm. Field of Dreams. If you build it, they will come? That is wrong. Really? If you build it, if you build it he, he will come. come. He will come. That's Kinky. Right. <laughs> it's the that whole point of, story, you know, go the distance. Um, all the things are referring to him doing it to be able to relate to his father. Yep. Right. Um, play it again, Sam. Play it, Sam. Play it, Sam. Play right. as time goes yep. by. Which can I can I also do one that's uh, kind of off that one that I misquote all the time, but it's actually I'm. It's it's weird. It's I kind of am quoting I'm misquoting Casablanca, but I'm quoting Naked Gun because I always want to say because like in Casablanca it's like the problems of two people don't amount to a hill of beans. That's the quote. But I saw Naked Gun first, and so I always want to say the problems of two people don't amount to a hill of beans. But this is our hill. These are our <laughs> And then, so I'm always disappointed when I'm watching Casablanca because it's not the full quote. Um, very famous. I'm ready for my close-up, Mr. DeMille. Seriously? That is a misquote. She says, all right, oh, Mr. DeMille, Mr. DeMille, I'm ready for, I'm ready for my close-up. Yeah. Um, why don't you come up and see me sometime? That is a misquote. Not from a Warner Brothers cartoon. Yeah, she says, why don't you come up sometime and see me? Which is better the other way. Uh, Very famous. Mirror, mirror on the wall. Who is the fairest of them all? Oh, I know this one. That is a misquote. I know it. What is it? It's magic mirror on the wall. Yep. Yep. Who is the fairest one of all? Um, Luke, I am your father. That is also a misquote. Yep. A very common misquote. Yeah, he says, no, I am your father. No, I um, am your father. They put it in as misquoting from Apocalypse Now, the uh, 
uh, I love the smell of napalm in the morning. It smells like victory, which kind of is correct because then people just take out like a whole chunk of stuff in between those two things. An oh, yeah. People aren't saying ellipses. <laughs> no, there's like actual like three sentences in between those two things. It's half the movies between those two sentences. <laughs> I know another one that is frequently misquoted and it's from Gone with the Wind. Because a lot of people say, frankly, Scarlet, I don't give a damn, when in fact, what the actual quote is, why don't you feast upon my nutsack, you mattress bag skank? <laughs> that was in the book. That wasn't oh, the movie. Oh, my bad. That was the book. I'm so sorry. That was the book, not the movie. <laughs> what about, what about um, how everyone always wants to say, um, may the force be with you, but that did, when, what was that? Like, I think it wasn't until sometime in the prequels that it, and so Joey's never actually heard that quote. <laughs> I don't know what we're talking about. That's right. Sound engineer Joey, having famously never seen any of the prequels or <laughs> admitting to it. God bless you, sir. Because okay. he's better than all of us. Or he told spot Sunshine is Spotless Minded. Right. <laughs> okay, so we're going to do it a little different tonight because we're going to talk all about right. quotes. Stop it. <laughs> um, because we're talking about quotes and things, and we, I asked the boys to pick their top five favorite and their top five overused. And I want to start with the top fives tonight, because I'm afraid that if we start talking about the other quotes, we're just going to talk about the quotes we picked. I am fairly certain nobody has picked any of my five. Don't look at my Oh, paper. really? Yes. Well, because here's the thing. They're just my personal favorites and things that I frequently quote. Well, that's a good way to do it. So, I mean, me too, and we have very similar tastes, Anthony. So I'm afraid- Me too, I'm still gonna say there's no, there's no crossover, that's my bet. Okay, but to, All right. before we, I know I have Airplane quotes, Airplane being one of the most quotable movies of all time. So let's, I'm gonna take that one off everyone's top five. What <laughs> is your favorite Airplane quote? <laughs> uh, it's like I picked the wrong day to stop sniffing glue. <laughs> mine is a tie between the hell I don't. I've been hearing that shit ever since I was at UCLA. I've I've worked my buns off every night. Tell your old man to drag Walton and Lanier up and down the court for forty eight minutes. And before that, get you to do it with me. <laughs> <laughs> and the other, and the other one is. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't. Anthony does it better than me. Anthony. Chump don't want that help, Chump don't get that help. Fool ain't got no brains anyhow. That's it. That's it. I am a, I am a sucker for any line that Johnny had. But, oh, yeah. But my favorite is, oh, it's a pretty white plane with red stripes, curtains in the windows and wheels. It looks like a big Tylenol. <laughs> That's a great I one. That one. I was gonna do the first line because that's one of my favorite parts. <laughs> I think you're. My dad said you Oh, I don't. Oh my. <laughs> yeah, I, that movie is so freaking quotable. I was I was so disturbed a couple of days ago to discover that my boyfriend doesn't like the movie Clue. If I were to hear he doesn't like Airplane, I might have to kill him. Uh. 
your boyfriend has just moved down a couple pegs, in my opinion. <laughs> okay. So, let's start with the overused. Your okay. Your five most overused quotes or catchphrases or whatever you want to say. For, for me, I, I included, in, in addition to overused, the ones that it is time to you send off into the sunset. They I, have had their run, and it's one. like it, I picked things that anytime I hear someone say it, I'm like, "Wow, really?" <clears throat> yeah. Who's first? I'll, I'll go for it. Uh, go. My number five is my wife from Borat. Um, that was barely funny when the movie came out, and then everybody wanted to keep on saying it, and it was even funny then. And here's the thing: it's actually a very funny movie especially in a genre of comedy that I actually do not enjoy normally, they actually perfected. Uh, but everything, the fallout and, and, and the fandom of that movie really, really annoyed me. And especially that line, that my wife, and everybody's, everybody's saying it all the goddamn time. And I, to this day, still hear it, and it annoys the fuck out of me. And I'm pretty done with it. Anthony, that neither one of us... We've never heard, heard of that. <laughs> You've never heard of the movie Borat? I've heard of the movie. I don't think I ever watched it. I don't I like, like Borat. Borat was seen, funny. And... I've seen parts of it, but I don't, I don't know that. Yeah, but you know. It's, it annoyed you, so it annoys us now. Exactly. I'm very <laughs> surprised you were able to avoid that landmine that is pretty much every two <laughs> yards. <laughs> um, who's up? Joe, what you got? So mine's kind of on the same in the same vein where um, it's something that it's multiple movies and it kind of took on a life of its own and um, I think part of it is just because of the fan reaction and usually that's most of these is basically, you know, overused quotes or whatever is more or less fans and people run it to the ground and make it want to hit in the face. But basically the yeah baby or anything from Austin Powers because oh, yeah like I had one of his on Oh behave was my oh, behave. yeah so much because the first like I went back I don't think the second movie aged as well as I thought because I loved it when it first came out but like the first one still holds up and is still pretty funny but it's like it took me a while to be able to get back into it just because it became so tired because of, not because of the movie, but because of people and holding it up. And then also Mike Myers just doing a whole bunch of random weird shit that, you know, was bad. Yeah, my, one of mine on my list was Obehave from Austin Powers. So I am right there with you. Although I do like when he goes, Obehive, later, <laughs> later in the movie for the hair. That was funny to me. Well, that's one of mine. You're up. Okay, uh, it's important to mention, first of all, mine are in no order. Neither are mine. Uh, yeah, so that's a big same. one. So this is a, this is more this is less from any nameable movie or thing. It's just a a popular catchphrase in the vernacular that I'm ready to be done with, and that is "Been there, done that." <laughs> I don't think really. Why? <laughs> I I am sure that if you do a Google search, you can find at least a dozen movies and TV shows that that phrase has appeared in. Okay, I'll count it. It was a Dr. Dre song. Yeah, see? So you don't like that? No. Why? I don't know, it's just, it's so dated. It's so 90s. It's so something 
your mom would say. That's an excellent point. My mom would say that. And mine, mine often did. Long past its prime. All right. Uh, apparently the phrase began life in the 1970s. Yeah, so it's been around a while. Wow. Yeah. Google for the win. Okay, uh, next I'm going with uh, from the TV show Friends, a show which I love, by the way, uh, the catchphrase from the character Joey Tribbiani, how you doing? Uh, it was funny mm -hmm. once uh, when he did that first time. Then they made it a catchphrase and he kept on doing it and it was just like, and then fans started doing it. It's like, and it's, it's funny because that show, I am a huge fan of writing of that show and the comedy of that show. And they've done such great stuff, but that's probably the most remembered line from that show. And that I, I find uh, not acceptable, actually, as great as that show was. So yeah, how you doing, well, Joey Tribbiani? I think the, the test of that was, because I didn't watch the show, so but I know that phrase. Like I know yep. that from Friends and I really can't name you any other thing that was said on that show nope. with any kind of frequency. Nope. Yeah. Yeah, Yo. but they had so much good stuff said on that show. And it's a shame that that's what everybody remembers. Mm -hmm. I never, I've never actually watched an episode of Friends. You I hear it like has it. not aged well. Uh, it hasn't know. aged well in the way that everything from the 90s isn't aging well. I mean, it's not, I mean, I've got some stuff on my list that really hasn't aged well. Um, but I don't think it's as egregious as that. It's just, you know, it was a time capsule. Sure. Joe? So um, my next one, um, I think, is from an overly sappy movie that I didn't love, um, that I'm not a big fan of. But also, a big part of it is this movie almost made it so I was not here because my parents almost broke up because of this movie. Because I apparently my dad did not like it, and he said some horrible, you know, some things about like, oh, it's a piece of shit, or something like that. I am so intrigued. The I just movie. Want to know what kind of movie it could be like? This movie is terrible. I never loved you. <laughs> the movie is Love Story. The quote oh, wow. is... wow. Love, love means never having to say you're sorry. Because it's a stupid-ass fucking quote. And a bunch of bullshit. Yeah. Yes. No, you, you say you're damn sorry. You love someone, you say, say you're sorry. sorry. That's what you do. Yep. It's the exact opposite. Mm-hmm. Yes. Saying you're not saying you're sorry, you're an asshole. You go to bed that way. That's right. Agreed. Um, but I, it's doubled on top of it because I almost was not here because of it. <laughs> then we all hate it. Um, one of mine, and I love this movie, Show Me the Money. That phrase. <laughs> yeah, that, so that was one of mine. I, I love Jerry Maguire, but yeah, that became so. Yeah. Oh that, my God. Just worst. I. But that that was on my list. <laughs> yeah. And we already have our first crossover. <laughs> yeah. But it won oh Cuba Gooding Jr. Just, an Oscar. Hey. Sure. That's fine. But it was annoying as hell after like the first month of everyone having to say it. And that was in yep. 1996. So, you know. <laughs> All right. Well, that was one of yours. That was one of mine. Okay. So we're back to Durwood. Okay. Uh, mine is again from TV, uh, an 80s sitcom. 
I never understood this line. I didn't get why it was so popular, but it hella was. Uh, and that is, what are you talking about, Willis? That line never made fucking sense to me. And they never even, they weren't ever trying to be clever to set it up or anything like that. It would just come out of nowhere. It's like, oh, this is where we got to squeeze in a catchphrase. Let's squeeze it in right here. If I may. Yes. All right. I think part of the reasoning behind that may have been a little bit offensive. A little bit. <laughs> and I think white audiences found this young black boy behaving in a very stereotypical manner of what white people think black people are back then. Amusing? Like, I find it cringy. Hey, you know that emoji that is a uh, hyphen underscore hyphen? That's the face I'm making right now that people in podcast <laughs> land can't see. Um, yeah, yeah. Although I did like it when he was on the, when uh, Gary Coleman was on The Simpsons and he did it at the end of the Christmas episode. The, what you talking about, about everybody. everybody. I yeah. thought that was funny, but <laughs> I can understand your hatred, Derwood. Joe? Um, let's see, my next one, I, since y'all took one of mine, but um, it's kind of more one that's just more, it's just a random line that's used and um, it's quoted quite it's used quite often and it's kind of to the point it's overused and it's that and occasionally it's done well but usually not it's the they're behind me aren't they mm. line uh, yeah. something where mm -hmm. someone's saying something they're like they're behind me aren't they it's like <laughs> very rarely is it done well enough that it's actually funny every other time it's like <laughs> What's your repeat that you have? Yeah, what was the one we took from you? The um, show me the money. Oh. Oh wow! Everyone hates. Three that. of us had show yeah, me no, the I money. Said, yeah, no, I said that was yeah, that was, on, that was on my list. Yeah. Okay. Um, mine is my next one is actually from a song, and it's "Who Let the Dogs Out." Oh, oh, yes, oh, oh. it was used so much. And out of context, and away, it just annoyed the shit out of me, that thing. I gotta tell you, not too long ago, I, as I do every few years, I remember that that song existed somewhere outside of my head. <laughs> and damn if I didn't smile the entire time I was listening to it, because it is so terrible that it actually takes me back to hating it 20 years ago. <laughs> I, uh... I actually really like that song. I, well, I, I, I enjoy that song, ironically. It has value. I, I often wonder to myself I, who it was that let the dogs out. And it, lets, it reminds me that that is a question that can never really be answered. I appreciate you, Baha Men. Thank you. Thank you for letting us, letting us drown in the misery of never knowing who let the dogs out. Who? 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 That's the problem right there. Oh, it drives me nuts. Okay, you're up. I don't know. Spoken word who let the dogs out might be. Um, <laughs> um, oh, that's a good one. That's a, that is a good one. All right, let's see here. Um, this it. one is so painfully 90s, and believe it or not, 
I have actually heard people in this century say it. Talk to the hand. Oh. <laughs> now I don't. Uh, I don't know for. I'm gonna guess uh, that. Uh, oh, how are you doing? <laughs> uh, yeah, but it's. I. I honestly thought that one was long dead and gone. And then I heard somebody say not too long ago, and I'm like, what? The what? I hated that the very first time I ever heard it. The very first time I ever heard it, I was like, talk to the, no, no, it's never been good. And I apologize to any of our listeners who have actually said it in earnest. It was never cool. I don't apologize to them. And it's <laughs> rude. Yeah, yeah. Um, am, am I up now? Okay, uh, this is a ridiculous line from a ridiculous movie. A ridiculous movie that I, mu I must admit that I enjoy quite a bit. Uh, but the movie is The Fast and the Furious, and the line is, I live my life a quarter mile at a time. What the fuck is that even supposed that, to mean? Uh, that is Because dumb. he lives for drag racing, which is only a quarter mile of I, um, driving. So that's what he lives his life for, is that drag racing. So when he's not drag racing... Today. Those those other under ten seconds of a day. <laughs> what the fuck's he doing? You're all like, I live my life for a five-piece chicken fingers. Because you love chicken fingers and you will eat chicken fingers. And I just had Kane's chicken fingers for the first time and they were delicious. Kane's is so pretty good. damn dope. Canes is dope. And there's one like, you, right down the street from me, so F you, Chick-fil-A, even though you don't have chicken fingers anyways, but go to Canes. If you want to sponsor us, we'll do it. Hell yeah. We'll, mm -hmm. we'll do anything for Canes, chicken fingers. I don't eat fast food. Sorry Joe about Joe Derwood that. and I will do anything for Canes, chicken fingers. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a terrible quote, Derwood. All right. Thank you. Joe? Um... Mine is um, basically a quote, sadly, from a show I did watch for probably a couple seasons. It's a reality show. Um, as uttered by a horrible, garbage, waste of space human being. And the phrase is, you're fired. Ah. Yep. And it is horrible. And I wish we can go I back to another, another actor turned politician who originally said it. In True Lies, with Arnold Schwarzenegger saying "You're fired," and then shoots a guy <laughs> hanging from a missile through a building. Yeah. That is how we should remember that line. Agreed. That's how we should replace the current president. Yeah. No, yes. no, 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 no politics. All right. Uh, mine, in, and this kind of saddened me because it was one of my favorite sketches on SNL, but it just got to the point where it would just. You could just tell they were waiting to say it, and the church lady, well, isn't that special? And it just got so overused that I, I actually ended up not liking that sketch anymore, the sketches anymore. I What, Derwood? I see what you're saying. I personally never stopped liking those sketches, but I, I get it. I do see what you're saying, though. It was like it was just all a setup to that line. Like, well, and that, well, that's when the... Yeah, and I think that's one of the problems with with catchphrases, is it can lead to that point with so many people. Is it's like 
one time too many, you're like, nope, I'm done with this. I, I can't deal with this shit anymore. But other other people are like, bring it on! I recognize that reference. Yeah. You? All right, let's see what's next here. Well, because we kept talking about SNL, and I, I was thinking they actually built an entire sketch around a catchphrase that knew was so bad they could only do it once, and that was sassy. Remember that? <laughs> I loved that. Oh, I thought that was the shit. Justin Power Hartman, but that that was a that was a catchphrase that was so bad they knew they had to juice that lemon right in that one sketch and never again. It may have been the most restrained thing SNL has ever done. But oh my next one on my list is a fairly more recent one. Derwin is still laughing about that. I am. I'm sorry. I just stepped in a big puddle of. Um. Anyway, mine is. That's what she said. I think we have reached the point on that one, and it is time to go. It was, and that's one of those things for me. When it was done on The Office, yeah. on The Office, it was done usually done pretty well, and it was kind of to the point, and it was using it as the point of he was the person that didn't know that that line was overused, and he would keep using it. Outside of the context of The Office, no, done. But during the office, when they were using it, it worked well because it was usually highlighting that point of, no, no, that's not what you said. Yeah. Yeah. All right. One more round. Derwood, what's your last one? All right. I hope this doesn't bring everybody too down, so I won't belabor the point. I think when I say the line, we'll understand the reasons why, uh, although we could probably do a whole podcast about it. Um, it's from the movie, my favorite movie of all time, Pulp Fiction. And the line is, did you see a sign on the garage that said dead nigger storage? So, yeah, I hate that one. Uh, always have, actually. Um, and it's from my favorite movie of all time. But what? I'm not saying people have been saying it. Like, Nobody been. No, I will say this. No. But we're talking about quotes. We're talking about quotes. And I will say one of, one of the big reasons why I hate that line so much is because after that movie came out, and as great as, as, as much revered as that movie was, there were definitely a lot of white people who thought that they had a free pass to say that line in front of me because they were quoting this movie, this great movie that everybody loved. And yes, so oh I heard God. that I from I many, I, I, yes, as, yeah, me too. But yeah, that, that was part of the fallout that of that line. Always, like, since the first time watching that movie, I'm like, uh, what, what, where did that come that's just I could I could go on a whole diatribe of where that came from and what it's about and its use and its its meaning and its impact and yeah. I we, we just don't have the time but yeah, it may if I podcast on, uh, yeah. if yeah. I go Humorous back to college if I go back to college that'll probably be my thesis honestly All right then Joe what's your last one So this doesn't invoke the same sort of um, dislike in me as that last one. I hope um, not. So it's a, it's a horrible segue, but um, whatever. Um, I don't like sand. What, from, what is that? From episode two, Anakin saying, I don't like sand. Like that, oh, that's like the sand. quote. That is the quote. It's just, it's, it's one of the worst lines from the worst Star Wars movies ever made. 
And it's pretty groan worthy. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah it's just all like, awful. and that's the thing, and it sucks because um, Hayden Christensen is actually a pretty decent actor. Like I've seen him a few things outside of Star Wars. He's actually a decent actor, and even at that time, movies around that time that came out, that movie is just so bad and so poorly directed. And it's, and, I mean, I remember doing the rewatch before um, Force Awakens came out, and. When I was um, rewatching, I was like, I'm going to only post positive stuff. I had two things to say about that. One. And they were? Yeah, number one, no matter how much I know I'm going to hate the next two hours, hearing that opening fanfare and the opening Star Wars crawl gets me excited. Number two. The, the fact that, that The fact that somehow episode two was flying under the radar as the worst Star Wars movie because everyone focused all their hatred on episode one. And episode two yep. is far worse than episode one because Nicole. episode one, I can point out many good things about it. Mainly Darth Maul and Duel of the Fates. All but right. yeah, so, but I don't like By, by the way, if you, if, you do, if you do a little searching out there, listeners, and look up Duel of the Fates, Mamma Mia, uh, somebody set that whole battle scene to Gimme, 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 A Man After Midnight by ABBA. And it's really, really funny and works surprisingly well. Why did I not know this existed until this moment? I'm going to send it to you. All right. My there last one. My last one is reality TV. And it's That's Hot. Oh. Yeah. That, that. Paris Hilton. Yeah. That's hot. <laughs> And see, I feel like I feel like Paris Hilton gets a lot of way undue credit because there are so many people out there that are just like, Paris Hilton was such a genius that she pretended to be stupid on that show and said some stupid catchphrase that she knew would, would grip the whole nation and be permanently carved into the vernacular of pop culture. And I'm like, I just don't think she's that smart. No. 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 So that's that's my that is my number one overused and your last one um actually my uh my number five is also from reality television uh now i will admit i don't really watch this show faithfully but uh and i am a rare breed among my people for it uh and i know the word existed long before it gained popularity on this television show but it is from rupaul's drag race uh, and it is affectionately referring to other contestants as hunty. Now, I've, I've never really been fond of the term. And for those of you who don't know, like it, is a combination of, it is a combination of honey and another word. Be a lady. Uh, and it's just, you know, Runty. something. it's not really meant to be pejorative or insulting, but it's, you know, it's just one of those things that so many people who really shouldn't be saying it picked it up and it's just it's just one of those things sound engineer joey keeps sending all these different words on the chat <laughs> sun tea yes but uh yeah and, and i just i think it's time to let hunty go <laughs> and uh yeah or although i have to just fans of chicken run and really like bunty <laughs> I like that. I don't think so, but I, I do know that a, a friend of mine on Facebook recently had a son and named him Hunter, 
she posted a picture of her older son holding her youngest son's hand and, and she wrote, he's reaching for Hunty's hand and I laughed my ass off because <laughs> I don't think she knows. Oh my God, when she does find out though, when she listens <laughs> to this podcast, she's going to find uh, out. Which of course she does, right. as everyone should. Okay, Absolutely. here we go. Tell me your, your favorite movie quotes or catchphrases give them to me let's hear them minor, Fairwood, what minor, you got minor all right so i'm gonna say this one because i think i'm the only one who can say this one uh fuck your couch nigga fuck your couch nigga <laughs> fuck your couch darkness is darkness is i just i just love when something happens and anthony has to text that gif <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> That, that one is evergreen. I keep it on my phone all the time. Let's be honest. That line, comedically, makes very little sense. Yeah, it no. doesn't follow any rules of comedy, but it's hilarious. And that's it's, when it's you know the true genius and, of comedy. Yeah. And yes, it's, it's, it's execution, it's context, it's delivery, it's performance, all of that is just a, a perfect storm. And we get, fuck your couch, nigga. And, and, yeah. and I also like the fact that it's, it's such an iconic phrase that you don't even have to say the whole thing. Because there's been many times where I've been like, fuck your couch. And, yep. and oh, people yeah. get I just it, say and fuck I your couch and I stop there. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, they just complete the word in their own head and they have to deal with their own racism. But yes. I, no, absolute, I absolutely, Chappelle's oh. show was genius. Yep. Nice. What you got? So I kind of did my because narrowing down to five quotes is it's hard. hard, very hard, especially in all just random shit. And then all of a sudden you think of one quote, and then all of a sudden seven quote you're reminded of seven quotes from that movie or TV show or whatever. So I'm kind of ones that I actually commonly use that I often forget are from something, and um. And just sometimes we'll just randomly use, and I don't know why sometimes they come up, but they do. Right now, this one is um, from a um, TV show that I really like, um, Arrested Development, that is very relevant nowadays. And it is just basically no touching. <laughs> no touching. <laughs> no touching. Just whenever they're, when, if, if you haven't seen the show, which I know um, Amy and Anthony were not the biggest fans of it, so they don't watch it too much. When they were in visiting whatever random family member, mostly the dad, was in jail, and they'd be sitting around in the, like the common area where you could, where visitations happen, they're sitting around a table. Whenever they would go to start, like someone would put their hand on her, just all of a sudden the guy's like, "No touching, no touching, like, hey, no, no touching, no touching," and it would just become this recurring thing throughout. And nowadays, saying that is actually very relevant. So. Yes. <laughs> nice. All right, my number five <laughs> it makes me laugh every single time. And I, I like the movie, but this line is the best line in the whole film. I threw that shit before I came into the room. Yes, <laughs> yes. Okay. You have to explain yes. who that's from. Yeah, Black Dynamite. I love that. <laughs> Black Dynamite is a It is a genius movie. But that line, I threw that shit before I walked into the room. The room. <laughs> Well, because one of the things that makes that movie so great besides being the, able to see all the boom right, are the intentional fuck-ups to make it appear 
so low quality, like some black exploitation films. Right. And I know that they did that as just a means to explain some impossible thing. Yes. Like <laughs> uh, more, more from that movie later. I said more from that movie later. Okay. <laughs> Love that one. So good. All right, you're up. All right, mine are in no order, by the way. Yeah, mine are in uh, order. Because I could not rank them. But the first one I'm going to bring up is from a sketch comedy show that is not from the United States. And it was something that came about in the 2000s. And uh, I was dating a guy who showed me this show. And it completely reinvigorated my love of sketch comedy. And that is the Catherine Tate show. And on the show, Catherine Tate, who is an incredibly versed and funny actress, plays a teenage girl named Lauren. And her catchphrase that she says all the time is, am I bothered? Am I bothered? I'm not bothered now. I'm bothered. And, and it's obviously, each, each sketch is about her just saying that over and over again to an incredibly frustra frustrated adult. And it's very popular overseas and I absolutely love it because it's just, it perfectly captures what assholes teenagers are. <laughs> and this perfect define, I'm above it though, I'm above it mate, I'm above it, I'm above it. And it, yeah, I love it. Very, no, very I, obscure. Thank you. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I agree with you, Anthony. Teenagers are in fact assholes. Mm -hmm. Yes. <laughs> Derwood, back to you. Okay, so my next one is also from Black Dynamite. Uh, but my quote is, <laughs> is from the character Chocolate Giddy Up. And it's, but Black Dynamite, I sell drugs to the community. Out of context. Is Freeze didn't say that? No, that was, that was Chocolate Giddy Up. That was Cedric Yarborough's character. And out of, hearing me say that out of context, it's not as funny. Watch that movie. Watch oh, the movie Black I Dynamite. <laughs> Watch Are that movie. <laughs> Yes, I, I dedicated one of my birthdays to, to oh, to, that's right, to chili and donuts mm -hmm. from Black Dynamite. Oh, yes. that movie is so funny. <laughs> <laughs> instead, instead of chicken and waffles, they have chili and donuts. Like it's just so good. <laughs> Black Dynamite. I sell drugs to the community. community. <laughs> I throw that shit before I come in. I'm sorry, that movie is so good. Okay. Yes, it is. Now you're up. Um. So my next one is. Probably from one of my favorite shows of all time that's lasted forever. Um, and it's really not even a quote. It's more of a sound. And I think people will recognize it if, if I, I hope they can do it right. Yes, yes. Sideshow Bob Mumble. When oh, he gets just picturing him getting repeatedly hit by rakes. Yes, nine and, rakes, I believe. And is also very relevant to be to to use in real life. <laughs> yes. When the rake of life hits you in the face, this is your battle cry. <laughs> oh. I was gonna say basically the 2020 battle cry. Bye. Mm -hmm. Uh, my next one, and uh, I know Derwin doesn't like this movie. I know you are a big fan of it, and that would be. Fuck me gently with a chainsaw. Do I look like Mother Teresa to you? Mm -hmm. Heathers. Which is also a very quotable movie. There are many yeah. that Jack can choose from for oh, that yeah. one. But that is my number one from Heathers. Right up there with say, more beautiful. Oh, fuck me gently with a chainsaw. Do I look like Mother Teresa to you? That's the best one. 
It's not that I don't like that movie. I just think it's revered way more than it should be. You don't understand it. Perhaps. You don't want to be Veronica. Those of us that want to be a Veronica, we understand it. Uh, okay. Or also be an excellent core nuts. That's also a good quote. Okay, you're up. All right. My next one is uh, was a quote from an actor who was not a voice actor. He was a film actor, and his name is Garrett Graham. And this was the only time that he ever voiced an animated character. And it was in 1994 when he played Franklin Sherman, the father of Jay Sherman on the TV show, The Critic. Very underrated show. Very underrated show. And Indeed. I could quote Franklin all day and all night. He was hands down my favorite character on the show. And we do. But there is one scene that he's not in. It's a cutaway where Jay's mother fires a gun and all of a sudden we see Franklin there with a glass of scotch and the bullet goes through the glass of scotch and breaks it and he just looks and goes, not to worry, and picks up another glass of scotch right into the shot. <laughs> I can't tell you how many times I've said in my life, not to worry. <laughs> just that, my all-time favorites. There are too many things to quote in that show. Oh yeah, but that, I, that was the yeah. first one I came, that came to mind. Yeah, that's a great show. If you've never watched The Critic, Watch the critic. It's so fucking good. After you watch Black Dynamite. Yes. Turbulent. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this one's a little bit obscure. It's from the Key and Peel show. And they did a sketch where Jordan Peel is playing Reginald Bell Johnson on the set of Family Matters, and he's upset because the show is fucking ridiculous and now it's all about Steve Urkel. And so he runs and he's he's yelling and complaining to his agent about how horrible everything is. And it's back in the 80s, so the agent is being played by uh, King and Michael Key, and he's stereotypically just snorting a bunch of cocaine and just really high throughout the whole scene. And there's a point where he actually makes reference to it where he's, they're like yelling at each other, and King and Michael Key just says, oh, I'm really high on cocaine. Then Jordan Peele as Reginald Bell Johnson just looks at him and goes, I am an actor. I've done more cocaine than you weigh, motherfucker. To me, <laughs> the funniest shit in the world to imagine Reginald Bell Johnson <laughs> saying that to its agent slash manager. <laughs> I am an actor. I've done more cocaine than you weigh, motherfucker. It's just the ultimate always, sit down and shut up line. Angela Lansbury. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, yeah. I, I don't know if I would laugh as hard because your delivery of that was excellent, Derwood, yeah. I Look, I was just copying what Jordan Peele did as Reginald Bell Johnson. Please seek that sketch yeah. out. Well, that's funny as hell. Joe, what you got? Um, and I think this is, this was, um, this is my last one from a TV show, but um, it's from my favorite TV show of all time. Well, my favorite character of all time. It was a non, it, I would say, you could say as a catchphrase, because it was usually um, followed by a few other things, but this is afternoon, everybody. Norm. Oh. And then you know, usually some normism like, "How's the world treating Mr. Peterson?" Like a baby treats its diapers. Or <laughs> what's going on, Mr. Peterson? Let's talk about what's going in, Mr. Peterson. Another beard boy. <laughs> but yeah, just the afternoon, everybody. I always wanted. I remember 
when I first started watching that show when I was like it like it ended right as I was starting high school. So like I started watching it like in junior high and stuff. And because it was like on like in repeats, like almost any hour of the day on like four different channels, you could find an episode of Cheers, which was amazing. And so like I kind of got caught up on watching the entire series before the last season aired. And then uh, but then I was like, I want to be able to walk into a place and just say, hello, everybody. And everyone knows who I am. Everybody you mean, knows my name. Damn it, you beat me to it. All right. Damn right I did. <laughs> I do that loud before I came in the room. <laughs> okay. Threw that shit came in the Zoom. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Thank you, good night. All right, my next one is also from one of probably one of the most quotable movies of all time. Now go away before I taunt you a second time. Mm. Holy grail. Yeah, uh, I, there was. Lovely. I couldn't. Lovely. I could. I had to avoid that movie because I couldn't narrow it down to one quote or one quote like, from one scene. Yeah, I know, but that that one because I actually do say that to people. Now go away before I taunt you a second time. And you are French. So. I am French, so you know it works for me. Yeah, that there are so many quotes in Grail, but that one is mine. That's the one I love the most. That's my baby. That's a good one. Go. Uh, mine is also from a TV show, and uh, I, I can't I can't co-sign on the show or the actor who said it, but I say this quote all the time. I'm tired, Claire. That's from the Cosby Show. Bill Cosby is a rapist. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the lie? Yeah, everything you said that. was true, and he does say that to me. So yeah. yeah. I, I say it at work all the time to these kids half my age who have no earthly idea what I'm talking about. Oh, and it's for the best. Yeah, sad. at this point, it's for the best. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Durwood? All right. Uh, I'm actually very happy that I got this one. Uh, it's from a movie that's been mentioned already. Uh, it's from the movie Clue. And God bless and God rest the soul of Madeline Kahn. And I'm pretty sure oh, this hell. is mostly improv uh, but the line is, yes, I hated her so much that it, it, it flames, flames, flames on the side of my face, heaving, heaving breaths. Yes. And that, she just gets cut off there and trails off. And it's perfect. Yep. Fucking Which perfect. y'all couldn't see. Every one of us we was doing we basically all... the hand gestures of Madeline Kahn. That everyone listening to this also did the yeah. hands. Absolutely, um, as well they should. I, I, to free up another one on my list, my Clue quote would be, this is war, Peacock! That's, yes. That is my favorite <laughs> line from Clue. Actually, another one of my favorites, which I almost picked was, you and me, honey bunch. I actually say that one often. Oh my god, I say that all the time. <laughs> No, that that was another that one I had a bunch for like when Colonel Mustard says you learn you learn men to their death like a spider with the flies flies are where men are most vulnerable right that's like yes. the best line yep but, yo this is war that's so good yo what you got so my one is from Clue and it's um, <laughs> one that somehow y'all didn't say I was I was like God damn it, you fucking say my line I'm gonna fucking kill everyone. Um, and so it was, um, basically, I, and this is what I use randomly. It comes up every once in a while, and I don't know why, I don't know what events it actually comes up, but it's usually 
in, let us in, let us out, let us out. And I'll just, and yeah, no, that movie is just pure brilliance. And, and what's, um, and what's hilarious about it is thinking about it. I was actually thinking about this movie the other day, not in relation to this podcast, because well, it's such a great movie was the, um, the thought of, you know, where Colonel Mustard's being blackmailed for being a war profiteer. Isn't that like so much of people going on right now are war profiteers? <laughs> it's like, that's not even like a funny thing. Like something to be black. I was like, yeah. Why would he threaten to shoot you in public? I believe he said he threatened in public in to public kill her. To <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. My next one is also from just a great quotable movie, but it's, Look, I have one job on this lousy ship. It's stupid, but I'm gonna do it, okay? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, yes. That, that one is like, yeah, one of my absolute favorites from that movie. <laughs> yeah, that whole movie is so good and quotable. It's yeah, it was hard to pick, but that one is my absolute favorite. All right. Well, I'm going to break off from the movie and tea quotes here because I actually have a quote that is from the internet. Oh. Um, this, uh, this quote was by a young man named Daniel Spencer who is on TikTok and YouTube, and he is known for his Vibe Council videos where he portrays these members of a count that de decide whether or not something is a vibe. And it's usually a Karen or the gun girl trying to trying to make sure that they're a vibe and the council is just completely disgusted with her. And they always go, not a vibe, not a vibe. <laughs> and it, he's done several videos, like seek him out. That's weird. Because it's one of those things where it's like, there's no reason it should be this funny, but he just nails it. And every single time he plays one of the council members, who goes, we have decided that you have brought hateration and holleration into the dancery, not a vibe. I love it. I love it. I, I, I as well. All right. Okay. One more. Go, Derwood. Okay. I'm pretty sure that I've mentioned this on this podcast before, maybe in the last Lost episodes, but the best line that has ever been in a movie, it's Rocky Three. Clubber Lang being interviewed with his upcoming fight against Rocky Balboa. And the interviewer says, Mr. Lang, do you have a prediction for the fight? A prediction? Yes, a prediction. He just looks straight at the camera and he goes, pain. Perfectly <laughs> delivered. There has never been a better, more delivered, well-delivered line than Mr. T saying the word Are you sure pain directly into a camera. I am absolutely sure about that. It is perfect absolute perfect and remember this was the 80s mr t was nightmare nightmare fuel at this point all right he was the scariest motherfucker out there mohawk black skin gold oh, chains that looked like he should have been wearing them down it was ridiculous and he just looks at the camera he just looks straight at you and he says pain yeah perfection fucking perfection thank you mr t i heard the cinematographer actually pissed himself while recording that wouldn't you yeah, I, I, I'm a little, I peed a little right now, just hear you at. No. All right, I peed a little too, but that's because I have a bad bladder. <laughs> your turn, Joe. So your my last, last quote is, I mean, it's one of those things that I think about it, it's like some of my favorite movies of all time are very horrible. 
quotable, order. Um, <laughs> like Big Lebowski, Lewis Brothers, Holy Grail, some of, you know, this is Spinal Tap, some amazingly quotable movies. But mine was one that um, a good friend of ours, um, Kim and I, used to say all the time to each other. And then it got so often that we said it, and it had been so long since I'd seen this movie that I forgot where it came from. And then all of a sudden, there was one night in our old house, we were, um, um, Anthony and Amy came over because they had never seen this movie. And it was a movie that I loved. And it's if, you've, if there's a movie you love and people that you respect their opinion on, like comedy or whatever it is you're watching, is, uh, and you're going to watch it with them, it is nerve-wracking because there's the idea of they might not like this. And then it's like, like either do I have to hate somebody you've loved your entire life? Yes. Well, yeah. <laughs> eh, whatever. Um, <laughs> but, like, you know, it's one of the things. Does this invalidate my entire opinion or do I have to disown them? You know, those are the two options you really have if they don't like it. Um, or you just do lots of drugs and forget it. We've um, all been there. So... The movie is Wet Hot American Summer, which thankfully they enjoyed. Um, but the line is, it's early on, which if you haven't seen the movie, and then the prequel TV series, and then the sequel TV series, watch them all, please. They're hilarious. Um, but it's early on, and it's one, of the, um, the, the, it's one of the nerdy campers that I think is the only line he has the entire freaking movie, where he goes up to this... Um, table of girls and, and he's you know talking to them and he just um, he's trying to get them to play um, a D&D game with them and then one of them calls him a douchebag and he says douchebags are a hygienic product so I take that as a compliment thank you <laughs> and we would say that all the time and I still say it randomly and it was like yeah <laughs> Five or so years of saying it and then for not having watched the movie in a while, and I forgot that where it was from. That I'm like, there it is, and that's the problem. There's times where you quote movies so much, and you watch so many things, you then forget where it came from. Sometimes, especially if it's some random obscure line, right? And then you've kind of made it your own. Came up with it, and then you're the last person in the world to watch Anchorman, and you realize Derwood isn't nearly as funny as you thought he was. <laughs> Thought everybody had seen it, that, but that movie. was hilarious, though. So he kind of was that funny because it was a group viewing, and every time he would say one of the lines that Derwood would say, I would be like, "Oh my god!" and just look at Derwood. <laughs> Your trust—he has trust issues, Derwood. And my favorite line in that movie is one that never gets quoted, which is. Go back to your home on Horror Island. <laughs> that was the only line that made me laugh I, in that movie. I, I've recently been using a lot for some reason. Just um, it's usually sixty percent of the time. It works every time. Every time. Yep, uh, that's a good one. Okay, my last one. Um, it was hard to pick because again, every line he says in the movie is quotable. So just take anything that Val Kilmer says in Tombstone. The and whole script. The whole script, yeah. and it is great. Um, my two favorites yes. are I've Got Two Guns, One for Each of You. <laughs> yes. Yes. But my favorite is when he's playing the piano, and, like, the guy comes in and is like, play Oh Susanna and Camp, Camp Town Races, and he's like, oh, yes. Well, this happens to be a nocturne. And the guy goes, a witch? And he goes, you know, 
Frederick fucking Chopin. That is like the best <laughs> line. It is <laughs> because it's just so drunk and snobby, and I love it. Yeah. So now, anytime I hear Chopin, that's what I think. You know, Frederick fucking Chopin. So good. But anything about wasn't Calvary, that his actual legal name? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Because I know everyone loves Oscar Huckleberry, which I do too. But there are so many, but those two are my absolute favorite. Your last one. My last one. I'm glad that Joe brought up Wet Hot American Summer uh, because it was a collective of some of the greatest comedic actors who uh, collectively are known as The State and had a TV show on MTV for two seasons. And they actually had a sketch that was recurring and poked fun at catchphrases. And oh. that is my catchphrase, which is... I want to dip my balls in it from Louie. <laughs> yes. Louis was the guy, his yes. catchphrase over and over again, performed by the lovely Ken Marino. And yeah. yeah. That, that was would, amazing. And that was one of the things I knew you guys loved the state, where I'm like, how have you not seen this? <laughs> I know, I know. Because the state is hilarious. Well, not only did we love the state, we love the other show that they did, the sketch comedy. Oh, God. Give a variety. Variety was so funny. Yeah, because that also has one of my favorite quotes in Time it. Time to let that one out the vault, Comedy Central. Right, because that has one of my favorite quotes in it. Answers. They'll go there, and sometimes they'll bring a friend. That's like one of my favorite quotes. <laughs> I think one of my favorite quotes is not actually from that show. It was um, from when it was on Comedy Central. It was from a commercial for it. And they would air back-to-back -back episodes on Tuesdays. And they're like, it's like two for Tuesday, but with a lot less Zeppelin. <laughs> all right that was a good top five let's talk about uh i know we're running a little low, long on time here but we're going to talk about a few more things there are people who have catchphrases what? uh mr t had a catchphrase yeah i paid the food good or bad yeah good catchphrase i mean yeah nah, i mean it was there yeah <laughs> um tim gunn Make it work. Make it work. Good catchphrase. Yeah. That's just good advice for life, honestly. Yeah. Well, and he work. just said it so naturally. It was just one of those things like, make it work. And if Tim Gunn came up to me and said, make it work, God damn it, I would. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then you have your chefs. Emerald and Dossie had his catch word. Bam. Bam. Yeah. Derwin. Yeah. No? I just, I mean, it didn't, it didn't do much for me. That that show didn't really do much for me. I was never was into Emerald. Very loud. Um, yeah. What about Julia Child? Go on, Julia Child. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't. It wasn't. Bon appetit. Bon appetit. Oh, uh, okay. In her voice, though. Like, and this Holland days is also good for drinking. Why do we have seven cameras? <laughs> <laughs> Stuart, it's a good thing. I love Martha. Oh, I thought it was stay down, Jaja. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, not it's not past me another photo, Snoop Dogg? No. Although, I like them together. It's fun. <laughs> Amy but ships it. I do. I think they're fun. <laughs> it's true. Well, and I love that picture, that meme that goes around. It's like, you know, it shows the two of them together. And it's like, keep in mind, one of these people is a convicted felon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
that we missed. Uh, you have Bazinga from The Big Bang Theory. Yeah, yeah. No? I don't watch. All right, all right. Winter is coming. Was that a catchphrase? Because I thought that was no, That was the slogan for the show, wasn't it? And they or... said it a lot in the show as well. No? True. Wow. I mean, it was one of those, I things, did, those, I one of those weird ones where not one person said it a lot. It was just kind of randomly said by random people. Like, are you all watching some, you know? Everyone, I don't like any of you. Okay. Damn. Homer Simpson. Don't. 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 Why you little? Come on. That's a great one. It's like I, I, really. I went with the sideshow Bob Mumble as opposed to that one. Don't. A deer. A female deer. <laughs> that was perfect. Fred Flintstone. My Fred Flintstone is horrible. I'm sorry, everybody. Okay, it's okay. It was all right. Although you like that Christmas commercial. Happy oh, my Lord. Now. Don't oh, get me fruit. crying. Oh, come on. Move on, please. Takes right. so little these days. Uh, Fred from Sanford and Son. You big dummy. <laughs> or it's the big one, Elizabeth. I'm coming to join you. Fred Sanford was a goddamn when he, genius. When he looked at Aunt Esther and said, I wouldn't fuck you with Lamont's dick. <laughs> Man, TV back then was lax in their, their standards. That, hey. <laughs> that sounds like something Red Fox stand. would say. That is something that sounds like something Red Fox would say. God rest his filthy soul. All right, all right, I'm going to put this up to the group, and you guys can decide whether or not this this counts. But it was on several lists. The doink doink from Law and Order. That is that's, not a catchphrase. That's not a catchphrase. That's a it's a sound note. effect. It's a sound effect. God damn it! It's the random people outside of it, and and that's the thing. It, you instantly know what it is, though, and what it refers to. But the thing it's is, it's also misquoted. Because someone misquotes it because some people say doink doink, some people say dun dun, and there's another, you know, so it's like, who's right? Someone's misquoting this motherfucker. So, you know, I don't think. But actually, now that it's being misquoted, I think it might be a catchphrase. It always strikes me more <laughs> as a doink than dun. It sounds more like a doink to me. Doink doink. Perhaps the listeners can weigh in. But yeah, no, it was on several. No, they never do that. They never want to share their opinions. No. <laughs> because. Recognize it and what it's from. Just like, oh my God, they killed Kenny. You Yes. That show's still on. Stop it! I love that show. Don't talk about that. Beefcake. Yeah, I'll knock you right out of your Um, I love it when a plan comes together. Oh, that's a good one. That, that's a good there one. You go. oh, was that Murdoch? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, that was Hannibal. That was Hannibal. Hannibal. You say that. Murdoch was the crazy one. Uh, legend. Wait for it. Dairy. Bonnie Stinson. Yeah. Also a very good one. Big fan of that show. Yeah. Uh, I am too. And yeah. I and I say f the haters for how it ended because yeah, yeah, I like. Thank it. you. Yeah, yeah. Thank I, you. I will say I liked it up until the last episode. I'll still watch it. I did not like that last episode, but um, outside of that, although, but that's a whole different story. But. 
<laughs> that's a whole other podcast. Well, Actually, that that right there, endings that are decisive. Oh, divisive. Yeah, that's a good topic. We'll get to that one. That is. You, oh yeah. Joey Lawrence from Blossom. Whoa! whoa. <laughs> I'm mad that I know that. I'm mad that I know that. Actually. The Blossom generation, buddy. Well, how do you feel about? Did I do that? Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> I'll, bet you, I'll bet you Reginald Bell Johnson had some opinions on that. Yeah. What are your feelings on that one? Um, here's the thing. Here's the thing about that show. I love the fact that they showed black people on TV, a blue-collared Cosby minus the rape, and. It was yeah, and a lot of the and a lot of the good writing was also <laughs> left out. True, true. But the fact that it all became became centered around this this character just uh, I I mean, look, no hate towards Jaleel White. I'm glad he was able to get work and he made it work for him and yada yada yada. But you know, there was just so I much mean, great and so much wrong with that show at the same time. Granted, the Cosby Show didn't start off with the same number of kids it ended with, but it never lost any along the way, unlike yeah, Family Matters. But you know what? No one gave a shit. Like, people were like, whatever. <laughs> but I think that's the thing, too, with that show. Like, when you think about that show, like, cause I remember, like, you know, Urkel was just supposed to be kind of just a, you know, ancillary character that would randomly just show up, you know, kind of like the Eddie Haskell, except a lot nerdier and a little more annoying. But, um... But then became so popular. It's like, well, I mean, what? Julia White was probably what in his teens, late teens, early twenties when he was doing that. Uh, I believe like, he was fifty-seven years you're, old. You're now popular. Here's <laughs> money. I I believe Jaleel White is a year younger than me, which would have made him about thirteen or fourteen at the time. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. The show went on for like thirty years, so it I, did. Yeah. It felt like it. Thin ass premise went on for so many years. Hey. All right, movie quotes. Movies that we missed. All right. Toto, I have a feeling we're not in Kansas anymore. Spinal Tap. <laughs> <laughs> Although that Make one my love pump. Yeah. Uh, the Sixth Sense. This is what I'm saying. Horror movies and comedies. I see dead people. And people use that shit a lot, too. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. We're bastardized. I see something. Right. Yeah. Uh, from Top Gun, I feel the need. The need for speed. That's from Top Gun? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. I've never seen it, so. Dan, let me um, blow you up before we play this shirtless volleyball. Yeah, Anthony, I think there's a scene in particular you may really, really enjoy. Best volleyball scene ever. I, my thirst for Anthony Edwards is real. You're the wrong one. He's not in that movie? He is in that movie. Tom Cruise and Val Kilmer. That's the yeah. Look, when and I saw when I saw Revenge of the movie. Nerds, Anthony Edwards in that movie, I needed some time in my bunker. Cause <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> um, I like nerds. Obviously. Um one I'm surprised Derwin didn't throw in there because it's his favorite Christmas movie, Die Hard. Yippee Kay, motherfucker. It's it is my favorite Christmas movie, and I, it's it's a great line. I just you know, it doesn't make the upper echelon of favorite lines in movies, unfortunately. Yippee ki Mr. Falcon. <laughs> <laughs> Which along those lines, one that almost got um was an honorable mention for overused ones, 
and it's not from the original use. It's again from Alfie. I'm getting too old for this shit. Yeah. Ah, uh, yes. Again. Good one. Um, from Star Trek. Damn it, man! I'm a doctor, not a villain. Damn it! Damn it! No, it's damn it, man. Oh, see, it's quoted. Damn it, man! I'm a doctor, not a penguin. Whatever you want to put in there. <laughs> Was he like, why can't penguins fly, Bones? Okay. Yeah, we're teaching poodles how to fly. I love horror movies. I did not realize this actually came from a movie. <laughs> I've come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I love that movie. That's from they, they Live, live. starring Rowdy movie. Roddy Piper. Former and Keith David, or David Keith. I don't remember which one it is. I always forget which one it is. Keith David. It's Keith David. Yes. I know, I, like, I know which one it is, but I never remember which one's named which. They need to make a Keith David and David uh, Keith movie. Roddy Piper very recently left us, yes? Yes. That is correct. Recently. A couple years ago. I had no idea that was from a movie. When I saw that, I was like, what the hell? Oh, it, yeah. is, it is a great movie. It, it, I mean, it's, it's, it's actually, because um, it's John Carpenter, right? I believe yeah. so. Yeah, I believe yes, John, John Carpenter. And, and yeah, it's, it's, it's a great film. Um, Bond, James Bond. Is, or, that, is that a catchphrase? It is. That is totally a catchphrase. It is. I don't know. If, if, people, know, if people can predict how you're going to say your goddamn name, I think that's a catchphrase. <laughs> and when it kind of went over like 20-some movies. Right. Also, martini, shaken, not stirred. Not stirred. It's like in every one of them. Well, yeah, martini, yeah. shaken, not stirred. <laughs> Do Connery. Martini, shaken, not stirred. That was very so well done. You know what? It's it. better than your ass, Connery. I can't do a Connery. Well, there you there go. There you go. Um, one of my favorite movies, 2001 Space Odyssey. People do quote this. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. That That is a creepy ass quote, too, especially in context of the film. I'm sorry, Dave. But Ooh, yeah, I've never seen that movie, movie, and it still squicks me out. Come yeah. play with us, Danny. Oh, that's a good one. Come play with us, Dave. Well, Shining, you got a couple of, you have the, you know, here's Johnny. Here's Johnny. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, the Godfather. Oh, thank you. Uh, Godfather, I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. People instantly know that one. Catchphrase, quotable. Yeah. See, again, horror, the exorcist. The power of Christ compels you. Like, I'm telling you, it was Is that horror. a catchphrase or a prayer? It's a quote. Your mother's just talking okay. to hell. There's, We're doing I'm, both, I'm, you know? I'm kind of amazed at how many of these movies you're mentioning that I have not seen. You haven't seen The Exorcist? No, I have not. That is an excellent film. I mean, sure. I doesn't. It, I mean, I still haven't seen it. Fine. All right. Fine. Everybody, throw out your favorite Princess Bride quote. Anybody want a peanut? <laughs> you use that word a lot. I do not think it means what you think it means. That's <laughs> a great one. Storm in the castle. Think they'll make it. Work. Take a miracle. Bye bye. I mean, like you are the brute squad. Inconceivable. <laughs> and then nobody. Hello. The, 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 my name is Inigo Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. 
I all, I all like, Stop yes, you're that. very Shut up. <laughs> um, and you started us off with Scarface. Thank you very much. Say hello, mm-hmm. my little friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Goonies had several on there. My oh, my God. I just We just watched that at the drive-in. But that <laughs> was a quote from the electric company. What, the Goonies? Yes. No. When he oh, says, like, hey, you guys, hey, yeah. You guys. That's from the electric company. Yeah, but Chunk said, not Chunk, the other one says it. Sloth. Sloth. Because Sloth he was trapped on TV all day. But it's the way yeah. he says it. Right, but that, is, that quote is from the Goonies, but that catchphrase is from the electric company. So we got a two for one is what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So what I will say is, so I hadn't watched that movie in a few years. I'm like, you know what? This, is, this might be a good movie that girls will like. And so about a month ago, I'm like, well, let me just show you some random shit. Let's watch the Goonies. The beginning's a little dicey because, you know, it was an 80s movie. So all of a sudden when um, I forgot about the whole thing about, you know, the little statue of David that they knock over with the whole penis bit. I'm like, <laughs> hey, seven and five-year-old. Let's, let's, let's. And then everything that mouth translates to the housekeeper who doesn't speak English. <laughs> what about the drugs? What about the sexual torture devices? I'm all like, Oh shit! One of them could read. Okay, let me let me like vaguely. It's going back too quickly, but they just showed it at the drive-in, and we went to see that. And yeah, the girls love it, and it's a. a, I was forgetting all these quotes that um, are just in that movie. That is amazing. As a sound engineer, Joey said, "It's such a loud movie. I guess there's a lot of shouting in it. It's a very shouty movie." (laughs) Um, Hey, Mikey, have to go to the bathroom. Another quote. They're here. Poltergeist. Stay, I'm telling you. Poltergeist. What Derwin? Because comedies and horror are the ones that give people those memorable feelings and emotions that they remember for the rest of their lives. Well they're they're very close together as far as yeah. like getting a reaction. Comedy and horror. No, um, absolutely. I will say by one of the um Probably one of the most that has so many memorable quotes that's not of out of those genres is probably Casablanca, because you know, mm-hmm. like here's looking at you, kid, of all the gin joints in all the towns in all the world. She walks into the mine, round up the what, usual the suspects. usual suspects. Um, I'm shocked to find that there's gambling going on here. You're winning, sir. Oh, I thank you. Um, we'll always have Paris. Um, the, yeah, but um, the, the other one. A lot of quotes was uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. That one also hit a lot of the list with a lot of the quotes. I love that movie. I'm never took one lesson. Look at that movie because someone did a, a an, an op-ed about it not too long ago, pointing out all the ways that Ferris Bueller actually kind of a selfish prick. Oh, yeah. Ferris, Ferris no Bueller's shit. a bit of a dick. He is oh no, he's a bit very of a dick. dick. I think I knew that as a kid. Like he's a horrible yeah. friend to Cameron. You yes. know, and you know, as you get older, you kind of side with Mr. Rooney. Um, nine times, nine times. See, quotable. Um, the other thing, uh, one more that was on a lot of lists, but was commercial, was "Where's the beef?" Which uh-huh. also that one could totally get on the overused list. Um, of course, made popular by Playgirl Centerfold of 1934, Clara Peller. <laughs> 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 Who I actually knew. She would come, I, when I was in uh, college in Florida, I waited tables at Red Lobster. Did you come and off and show the goods? 
yes, her and some of her old little bitty friends, they would come in and they would, and I swear to God, this is true. They would come in, they would order Manhattans up and biscuits and that's it. That was the lunch. They were living their best life. Yeah. Fuck yeah. That's how I want to retire. They would each drink like three Manhattans while smoking, mind you, and eat biscuits. That was their. Hey, that's been that where's the beef money? That's what I'm saying. That where's the leave none of it for your grandkids. Yeah, once a week, that was what they would do. And we always worried when they left because they were all drinking and like one of them was driving. Like, I don't know who. They would get into their Lincoln Town car and hit the streets of Fort Lauderdale. Oh, that's a tank. They were fine. Yeah. <laughs> what a car. I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure she's still I'm, living today. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Manhattan's and the smoking, you? you know, preserved her. You know, <laughs> of course. What a way to skip all the bullshit and just go right to the good stuff at the at Red Lobster. Right. Hell yeah. Yeah. All right. That's all I got. What Anything else? <laughs> All right, well, I, I, I think we, we've got everything. If For those of you listening at home, if you've missed one, please let us know. Did, I'm, sure we have, um, I'm sure we missed a bunch of them, enough to probably do a second episode on this, but we'll, we'll handle that later. I threw that um, shit before I ran into the room. That's the best <laughs> one. <laughs> Moral of the story is you should all, all watch, watch Black, Black Dynamite. Dynamite. <laughs> if you like what you a dose of our funny every day on Twitter. You can find us at, at Pop Culture House, or you can follow me, Anthony Donovan, at Daboy, D A B O Y. I'm at Reggie Swing. I'm Prisoner246 Obi Wan. I don't do Twitter. But if someone wants to email us, they can email us at thehouseofpopculture at gmail.com. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We want to thank sound engineer Joey and, uh, and everyone for listening. And if you really love us and love what we do, please feel free to visit our page on Patreon for the House of Pop Culture, where you can actually become a patron. And for as little as a dollar a month, you can get access to special features, including our before and after show clips. You can listen to Amy and Derwood argue about nothing uh, and a, a bunch of our other musings. And uh, it's, it's very fun. And we want to thank the people who are our patrons and have stuck with us through all of this, uh, through the break and whatnot. We love y'all. And uh, we'll see you next time. Yay! Jam it tough on the Rocky Slam. I just blew myself. <laughs>